Hey, everybody, Stacy here with a little pre-episode announcement. First, there's a workbook that goes with today's episode. Head on over to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. Go to the podcast page and scroll down a little. You'll see that we've got a couple of free resources that go with some of the episodes, including today's episode 91 on the seven mistakes you could be making that are holding you back in your business. And second, at the end of this episode, you will hear me talk about how there might be some events that you could be registering for or signing up for right now. Well, I lied. We're not quite ready. So don't be confused, but do make sure that you're on my email list because there will be some announcements coming up very soon. And with that, enjoy the latest episode of Passionate and Prosperous. Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Today, we are going to be talking about some things that could be holding you back or slowing down your progress in your most passionate and having your most passionate and prosperous life and business. So I almost was going to call it like mistakes that you could be making, but you know, I don't really like to make you think or feel like you're making mistakes. Mistakes feel so harsh, you know? Um, And so, you know, I might use that word for lack of a better term, but I was thinking about all of the 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 people that I get to talk to uh, really all the time. I mean, I am constantly talking to people, whether it's my clients or uh, people that I'm having discovery calls with or just when I'm out in the world. Like we went to Cape May, New Jersey for our anniversary a couple of weeks ago, and we stay at a hotel called The Virginia which I love. Like we love this hotel. And one of the things that we love about it is that there's this great porch, a really great porch um, that the Virginia has. And it's kind of like a destination. Like people know that you can sit on this porch and have cocktails and, you know, snacks. And so not only people that are staying in the hotel sit there, but, you know, also some people just come and have a drink. And so one of our favorite things to do is sit on the porch And then inevitably, like, 
it, without fail, strike up conversations with the people that are also sitting on the porch. So, you know, we have conversations like that. And then, and then even like on the first night we were there it was our anniversary and we went out for dinner and we were like the only, we, it's us and another couple were the only ones left um, toward the end of our dinner in the room. And, and somehow we ended up having a big conversation with them. Um, and so I really do love, um, talking to people and, uh, engaging with people. I think it's such a, it's, it's not only because I like to do, you know, I like to do it, but I also feel like it's a great business practice, right? Like if what we know is that like the best way to attract clients and to grow your business is to have more and more people know about you and what you do. The number one way to do that is to talk to people. So all of that is to say that I spend a lot of time talking to people. Like, you know, when I'm out and about in the world, I like to strike up conversations. I, I talk to servers and restaurants, like, you know, um, as, as often as I can, I get in the habit. So because I get to do that, not only am I connecting with people and, you know, like letting people know who I am and what I do, but it also gives me this like great, um, I'm not going to call it market research, but it gives me great insight. That's the word insight into just like what, what people struggle with, what are some of the things that I can see, like, you know, that people may or may not be doing um, in order to get the outcomes that they want. And so today's episode is brought to you by so many conversations, right? And just kind of wanting to put things together into one nice little neat, clean um, episode. And my hope is that by the end, you're going to maybe be thinking a little bit differently about um, the way that you do certain things or or don't do certain things um, and, you know, have a, a shift of perspective and maybe just even an awareness. Like when you hear me say some of these things, you might go, oh, wow, I didn't really think about that. I didn't really think about how that could be impacting. So, or impacting me. So the, the, the things that, that I'm going to be talking about today in terms of like how they could be mistakes or holding you back, a lot of them are things that have to do with kind of slowing you down. And one of the most challenging things about being your own business, having your own business, doing your thing, um, one of the most challenging things is that it feels like it takes a long time for, you know, for everything. I mean, it feels like it takes a long time for things to ramp up and get going. And then it also feels like it takes a long time when you want to like make a shift. I, I, everything feels like it takes a long time. So given that it, it actually does take time, why would you want to be doing things that keep that could slow it down? Right. Because that's like the last thing that you want is for things to be slower than they than they already are, because there's just an inherent slowness to, you know, to 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 many of the things that we want to make happen in our business. And what we're not talking about is trying to have like rapid, quick, you know, fix things, but really just making sure that you're not doing anything counter productive to you, like moving forward and moving the needle in your business. All right. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So 
The first one that I'm going to share with you, I actually think is kind of like an umbrella. It feels like I, and I almost, when I was preparing, I almost thought, Ooh, I could just do a whole episode on, on number one. But instead, what I really think is that the first thing I'm going to share with you, it, it, it's, it kind of like covers a lot of the things under it. You know, it, it, if you're doing this one thing, it could really, um, have a, a trickle down effect on, you know, everything. And that thing, that number one mistake you could be making is overthinking, overthinking. So you've heard um, some phrases like analysis paralysis, right? Um, I have found that with many of the, the people that I talk to, there's so much questioning of one's, of oneself. There's so much worry and deliberating and um, time spent like thinking that there's a right or wrong way and that somehow you can think your way to figuring out, figuring it out, you know, um, or like overthinking every word of a social media post to the point where it takes you know, hours to do it and uh, to write it and then to push post and, you know, like really torturing yourself about making decisions in your business. Like if there's something that you really want to do or want for yourself or want to try, um, you know, like taking such a long time to to make that decision that that you that you sabotage yourself right so there's a lot of overthinking that happens and i think that those who tend to overthink in their business are going to be the ones who overthink in life as well right um because there's something that we say in coaching which is the way we do one thing is the way we do everything so it's not like you're 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 overthinking in one area and then you know in every other area you're like woo you know confident and just like making moves. So when you're an overthinker you you tend to spend a lot of time like in your own head, right? In your brain. Um Overthinkers are also sometimes the procrastinators or the perfectionists, right? Or the I'll be ready when people, um, the overanalyzing, the, you know, really, really um, plagued by fear, right? If you're an overthinker, there's a good chance that you are also very scared um, that that you're going to make some some mistake and that there's going to be an undesirable outcome, right? Or that something bad is going to happen. And so the overthinking is somehow trying to project yourself into the future and 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 know how everything is going to go or that you can somehow, you know, um uh f- figure it out like as if you were playing a game of chess in your head. Right. And you were going to like try to figure out all the moves, right, that could possibly happen. So when you're in that mode, what you're not doing is being like is is being um, active 
and proactive and experimental and trying things and stepping outside your comfort zone and um and also like in a way like having fun and being spontaneous right like all of these things that could be really great for you um in your business you know sometimes not all the time i'm not saying everything should be spontaneous and and um and risky but we do need a healthy dose of just kind of going with our intuition. We need to be able to make decisions, um, you know, pretty quickly. Sometimes we need to be able to make decisions in the moment. Like, like if we're on a, a, a call, right, a conversation, uh, a discovery call, or, or you know, or we're we're in we're in the moment with someone. Um, if we feel like if our gut, if if something is telling us that we should make an invitation or make an offer or or say something or change um, our mind about something um, and have a different and have a different approach or a different answer, if you're if you're an overthinker, those could turn out to be missed opportunities. It could be the things that you look back on and go, why? wait, why did I, why didn't I just say that? Why didn't I just take advantage of that moment? So, you know, what do you do? Like, what, what can you do if you, if you're identifying with this? Like, right. Cause the overthinking is going to slow you down. It's going to miss, make you miss opportunities. It's going to um, keep you in a perpetual state of like, not really trusting yourself. Um, and, 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 operating from this kind of like place of, you know, over analytical thinking, um, you know, so what can you do about that? Well, you know, the number one, like the, the antidote, we'll call it the antidote to that is really learning how to trust your intuition. And I think that, that for some people, it's not even, a trusting of an intuition or an intuitive hit that comes through for some of you, it's possible that you don't even, that you're not even hearing or feeling those intuitive hits because you've shut it down. You know, um, as you may remember, or, or maybe you don't know, but I, you know, when I first became a coach, I trained to be a health coach. Um, and one of the things that, I, you know, had to coach people around and and talked about a lot was the fact that um, we tend to shut off even just messages from our bodies, you know, because sometimes our bodies are sending us messages, whether it's a pain response or hunger um, or um, just like just something that we can feel in our, you know, you, you might use the expression, feel it in your bones, feel it in your gut, feel it, you know, um, or even in our nervous systems, just like a feeling of a shift or, you know, your intuition. And sometimes those feelings are like a little uncomfortable because it's like you're, it's like, it's like a, a, a sign, you know, like flashing or coming through and you're like, eh, like, I don't want that right now. It's like, you know, it's a, 
it's a distraction or it's a bother or it's like gonna, you know, I have to stop and like look at it. And so in a lot of instances, we train ourselves to override our intuitive hits and our gut feelings and the messages that our body mind is sending us. And so when we're not in touch with that, that could also lead to the overthinking. So one of the things that is really, really important if you want to shift from being, you know, an overthinker, if, you, if you're identifying with this at all, is to really establish, you know, it's funny what I'm about to say. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm going to say this about everything. To really establish, if you don't already have it, a very, very solid practice usually done in the morning because that's a really good time to kind of get in before the over analytical part of you kicks in or before you're before you have a chance to kind of override you know your 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 deeper connection to self like when you wake up you have a really good shot at connecting inward before you start allowing in all of the outside noise and all of the stimulation and all of the external, you know, circumstances that pull you out of yourself and that make you start questioning things and that you start doing your compare and despair and, you know, letting in other people's um, opinion, which is another thing that could contribute to overthinking, right? When you like, when you have too many people offering up their thoughts and opinions, and then that's going to make you question yourself, right? So your best shot at kind of becoming someone who's more in tune with yourself and your intuition and your gut and 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 decision-making, because decision-making really when you are like operating with like a clean and clear nervous system, decision-making should not, for the most part, torment you. Making decisions should be pretty easy for you in terms of like knowing what you want and don't want. And then the how you're going to make it happen is is something different. But the clarity on like if you're a yes or you're a no, right, can is usually something that should be pretty, it should be pretty easy for you to, to know and the thing that kind of gets in the way of that is usually then the worrying about what will happen if we do say yes or how we're going to come up with the money or how we're going to figure it out, how we're going to make it work. But the initial gut desire of whether or not something is like a yes or a no for you, that's not usually that like that torment, you know, like torturous. So... Um, that's the number one mistake that you could be making in your business and, and even in your life, which is overthinking. And de- it, it, it delays you. It slows you down. And you don't need to slow anything down any more than it already is because shit takes time. Like when you're, even when you're like being intuitive and, and making good, you know, decisions. So that was the number one thing overthinking. Number two, something that could be holding you back from having really what you want right now, like from seeing momentum, from having, you know, the results that and and having things go the way you want is thinking about people and things that don't matter. 
So I actually know for a fact that many of you spend time, precious time. Remember, time, energy, and money are your three most important, valuable commodities. And I know that many of you spend a lot of time thinking about people and things that don't matter. And what does it mean that they don't matter? Well, what it means is that you thinking about those people or those things are not actually going to have any sort of impact in your in your actual life and business. And therefore, you are wasting your time and you're slowing yourself down by investing your thoughts and your energy in people and things that don't matter. So what do I mean by that? I'm going to give you a really great example of something that happened to me recently. Um, Okay, so if you um, listened to the most recent episode before this on the cumulative effect, I was talking, oh no, that wasn't the most recent episode. Anyway, a recent episode. Um, it's the one that's actually coming out this week that I'm that I'm talking right now. So I'm getting all confused with dates in my heads. But anyway, by the time you hear this episode, if you listen every week, you would have heard this episode. And in it, I talk about how I had this like wild, amazing surprise thing happen to me, which was that an uh, an article came out about me in the New York Post. And then what happened, uh, because of the way that this all happened, was it kind of was uh, these media outlets picked up a story about me that came out on a video uh, platform, on a YouTube platform. There's a YouTube channel, which is a women's empowerment channel called Shira, S-H-E-R-A, a video about me was put up on that um, website. And from there, a whole bunch of journalists and media people kind of picked up the story and wrote their own articles, the New York Post being one of them. And then what happened a week later was a, a very big publication called the Daily Mail also picked up the story and did a whole article on me. Interesting, different headline, kind of different spin Definitely liked the New York Post one a little better for me, but I made this huge mistake. So it came out on the 4th of July, which is a holiday, and I made this huge mistake of looking at the comments. So this big piece came out, and then I looked at the comments, and man, there were like trolls and haters like making all these comments. And I really, for a minute, I got this like pang, like in my, you know, I got this pang. I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I, this has never happened to me before, or at least that I didn't, that I've known about it. Who knows? Maybe somewhere people are like, you know, posting nasty shit about me on the internet, but I had never witnessed it before. And then it was just like so many, like, yucky comments. And so the next day, my PR agency was like, did you see? Because, you know, it was a holiday. They were like, did you see? And I was like, yeah, I did. And then I saw these comments and man, you know, and they were like, do not ever read the comments. They were literally like, they just kept writing me all these like messages. Like you should never look below the line, like never look at the comments only trolls and haters, you know, are in there and, and all this stuff. And, 
you know, like I'm just so grateful that I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the people because the truth is, is that the those are people that don't matter. The only people that I should be thinking about and spending time, right? Like thinking about spending my time and energy are the people that I serve and the people that I that I help and the people that I want to be connected with and the people that want to be connected with me. And, you know, this just was an example of like actual like icky haters, but let's just go to, an, you know, let's just, let's just widen the lens and, and think about how many people don't like care about what we're posting on social media or don't want to be on our email list or don't want to work with us or, or don't, are not even happy for us. There are definitely people out there that are not happy for your success or mine. There are definitely people out there that don't give a shit about like you and your, and, and, and what you're doing, right? That you're, that you're, that, that your message is not for them. Even people that you might have gone to school with, you know, and I have, I have worked with so many people who are not showing up, for example, on social media as their most most authentic selves, putting themselves out there the way that like, not only that like they should, but like that they want to out of fear of like that they've got people on social media that are like their friends from high school or friends from college or, you know, friends of their exes. And, you know, and, and I do a lot of work with a lot of people around like, well, what should we do about that? Because essentially what we're saying is you're letting people and things that don't matter dictate what you're going to do that you that you need and want to do for your own success in your life and business. So spending time thinking about people and I wrote like when I was taking my notes people and things, right? Like what are things that don't matter? You know, things that don't matter that you're spending time thinking about or you know are you know what if like what if this goes wrong or what if you know, this doesn't turn out this way, um, you know, or even just thinking about things that other people might be doing, you know, um, and you're spending time thinking about it when it doesn't matter in like for you. Right. So this is a huge mistake that many, many, many people, I'm not just calling us entrepreneurs, but people make when it comes to how they're investing their time and energy. And if you're spending time thinking about people and things that don't matter, and I don't mean that like, don't matter, like that they are, that their lives are not valid, you know, that they're not, that they don't matter as people. What I mean is they don't matter to you in the context of your business, like worrying about them and what they think it has no bearing on you and your success. So what do we do instead of focusing or thinking about people and things that don't matter? We get really, really, really clear on who and what does matter for us, our success, our business, the people we care about. And so that's really knowing like your people, first of all, right? That even just thinking about like people's opinions, right? So, 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 
if someone, you know, if you're out like at a party or at, at, you know, dinner or whatever, and someone decides to like offer their opinion, and this is not just about your business. This is about anything, right? If someone's inserting themselves and, 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 you know, like offering up what they think about something that they don't need to have an opinion on because it's yours and it only has to do with you. You have to know that it's okay to like literally not think about it and literally not make it matter to you. That things that people and things that don't matter when it comes to you, your success and your outcomes and you getting what you want, you shouldn't think about them. So if you're thinking about the people that don't want to work with you, what should you do instead? Think about the people that do. Lean in and go hard on the people that 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 want to work with you. Right? I talk to people all the time who reach out to me because they want to work with me, they're inspired by me, they 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 want to talk to me, and sometimes when it comes to, you know, the investment to join the academy or to work with me or whatever, that becomes the sticky point. It becomes the thing that, you know, makes it may may or may not make it possible for them to work with me. Guess what? I'd rather spend my time thinking about those people and how I can help them and me like see a path for them to get what they want. I'd rather think about the people that really want to work with me even though they may not be able to right now in this moment, I want to think about those people and how I can help them get to the point where they can work with me than the people who just flat out don't want to work with me. And I think that many of of, of you, us, whatever, dwell on those people. And that's what I mean by like thinking about people and things that don't matter. Don't think about the people that don't want to work with you. Think about the people that do want to work with you. Think about the people that are working with you. Think about the people in your life that like celebrate, support, and like contribute positive energy to you and what you're doing. And anybody who doesn't fall into that category, don't fucking worry about them, right? Like if someone's not like investing time, energy, and or money in me and with me and, you know, in my business and in my success, like and they're out there having a thought about me, what do I give a shit? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Anyone who's contributing in a positive way, thoughts, energy, you know, advice, um, support, uh, that really is like in alignment, that really feels like they have my best interest. They're actually trying to help me like, they're, they're, they're literally lifting me up. Great. Anybody whose advice, thoughts, or, you know, whatever doesn't fall into that category. I don't, I don't need it. I'm not going to think about them. And I'm not going to make anything like matter. That doesn't really matter. So knowing who those people are for you and knowing what people and things matter and what people and things don't matter is very, very important. In a way, remember how I said number one, because it was kind of like an umbrella? Well, there's a little bit of the possibility of like thinking about like, are there any people in your life who make you question yourself? Boop, get rid of them. 
right? I just boop them. Okay, number three. Okay, this you're going to be like, what? All right, so here's the third, like, mistake. <sighs> you're going to just be shocked. I've talked about this in other episodes in, like, different ways. All right, so the number three mistake you might be making is going with the flow. <laughs> Going with the flow and just wanting things to feel like easy. Going with the flow. I just don't, I want my business to feel like just easy and flowing. And, you know, that's how I want my business to be. Okay, great. But here's the thing. Most of the time when I encounter anyone that says that that's what they want for their business, What they're secretly saying (laughs) or what that's code for is not having a strategy or, or planning like really far in advance. And if you're operating from the place of that, like you can't make plans or you're afraid to, or things are too far out for you to like know where you're going to be at that time or know what's going to be going on in your life, right? And therefore, you're not going to like strategize, for example, a series of events that you should be doing to launch um, a program or that you're, you know, not making a plan to go to um, a retreat or an event with like a coach or a mentor that you really want to be in the room with or, um, you, you know, anything, life or business, that if you are operating from the going with the flow and wanting things to be easy and maintaining a story, which if you really want to know what I think, I'm going to say it's a limiting belief. It's a limiting belief to think that because you don't know exactly where you're going to be or like what you're going to be doing or what the state of the world is going to be or God forbid anything happens, you know, that because of all those things, therefore you have to just be in the moment and going with the flow and wanting things to be easy. And that's why like you can't like put things on the calendar. That is going to hold you back. That is 1,000% going to slow you down. It is going to be a mistake. You can still be in the moment because, listen, I'm all for being in the moment. (laughs) I actually think you're more able to be in the moment when your shit is planned. You're more able to, like, enjoy the present moment when you know that everything is like where it's supposed to be and that you've got stuff in place. And, and, and that when we get to the next one, you're going to, they tie back to each other. The next one ties back to what I'm talking about. So going with the flow, wanting things to be easy. The, the thing about that is that it's not possible to grow a business that way. And I know that like there are all of these coaches, you know, I talk about this. There are all of these coaches and people out there that are claiming that you can have an easy peasy business and make um, millions of dollars and, you know, on the beach and waking up with chings and, you know, all that shit. But here's what I want to tell you. That is all structured and strategized. Automation is strategized and requires something that feeds the machine. So no one's just like taking it day by day. No one's really successful business is a day-by-day operation. 
oh, I wonder what today will bring. That may be a piece of the sort of like importance of being present, of being in the moment, of being flexible, of being able to change course, of being able to like throw something out and do something new, of, you know, being able to decide on a different strategy. But you can't do any of those things without that foundation in place. So you could be making a very huge, like, slow down mistake for yourself in your business. And I'm just going to keep saying in your life, too, if if you are, if you have this limiting belief that making plans and planning in advance and strategizing is like too much for you. Ooh, it's too much. It's too heavy. I don't like thinking that way. I'm sorry. I don't mean to mock you or make fun of you. I just, this is one thing that actually drives me a little bananas. I'm just going to be very honest. So no business is going to be a successful, thriving business with no planning. So things being easy, I don't know what your definition of easy is, but this is like the third thing that I put on my list. It is a thing that holds one back, slows one down, and is not a good approach to business. Okay. All right. Number four, one of the biggest mistakes or things that hold you back is not hiring or, or, or delegating in your business. And I really, really think that hiring a virtual assistant to help you is something that you can do even when you're in the beginning stages of your business and not making like a lot of money or whatever that means to you. And here's why. Because remember, these the, 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 the seven mistakes I'm sharing with you are things that are holding you back or slowing you down. Like adding more time to shit happening than you need to. And so if you know that it is driving you up a fucking wall to figure out how to like set up a lead magnet, how to make a landing page, how to like deal with like an email list, how to create some automated emails in a sequence, um, how to make a Facebook group, uh, you know, image in Canva or how to make a good Facebook image for your Facebook profile. I mean, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, a good banner image for LinkedIn or Facebook or, you know, whatever, or how to make a, a, a pretty graphic for Instagram. Like if any or all of these things, right, are tripping you up and you're, you know, you've given it like your best shot or it takes you a really long time to do certain things, then at some point you need to hire someone. Now, I am going to be totally transparent with you and tell you that when I did my first like free event, right, on Facebook, You've heard the story maybe, but, you know, back when I started my business, one of the things that I attribute to kind of like, you know, accelerating my speed in my business was that I, and this was before there were like literally coaches that just coach on Facebook groups. Oh my God. Right. But this is like before then, this is back in 2018 
and everyone and their mother did not have a Facebook group that they were like using for business. And I was like, I made a four week group coaching program and I decided to keep it simple and deliver it on, um, on Facebook. Honestly, I had never even used zoom before. I had never used zoom. I had all my clients were on the phone. I did all my client sessions on the phone at that time. I didn't even have zoom. I mean, it's not that I was purposely not getting it. I just, I just didn't even know that I would do sessions on Zoom. I don't know. Um, and so I was using Facebook Live and I made this Facebook group. And at the time I had never, I was definitely not a graphic designer. And so I like taught myself how to use Canva. Like when I say taught myself, I mean, figured out how to make a solid background with some words on it. <laughs> like nothing fancy, right? But I also figured out how to like use my MailChimp platform, which I had, but was not using and figured out how to set up an email and schedule it and figured out how to put like a header on my email so that it could look pretty um, and figured out how to literally turn Word documents into, you know, I knew how to make PDFs, but like I didn't know how to make things look good or whatever, but I was sitting and trying to make things branded and, but I did it all myself. And I also had the time to do it. I did it over a holiday weekend while my husband was working, um, over Labor Day weekend. I remember it well. And my husband was in the hospitality industry and he was working at the U S open and I was alone and I just fucking like sat and, and did all of this techie stuff. Right. And so I did a lot of, the, of my own stuff for a while, but as soon as I realized that someone that, that, that it was now taking up too much time and that I was wasting time that I could and should be in my zone of genius working on content or working with my clients or whatever, I started having a virtual assistant. And, you know, having a virtual assistant does not have to cost you a million dollars. You know, there's all kinds of ways to get help. And this is this is not only for you if you've never had anyone. This is also for if you're at a point in your business where you are doing things that at this point someone else should be doing to free you up so that you could be doing the important things that only you can do, then if you're not doing that, then it's slowing you down and it's holding you back. And one of the things that can be really confusing is the idea of like when you hire or invest in your business, delegate, hire, find people to help you. When you make those investments, it's important. And we've done plenty of episodes on return on investment and all that. It's important not to consider those investments only in regards to how much money you might be making. Now, of course, like I don't, encourage you or want you to go spend, like spend so much more money than you're making that you're like, you know, putting yourself at a, at a deficit and a loss and, and doing damage to yourself. But sometimes making that next level investment and hiring someone or bringing on another person or adding more hours or, de or figuring out who you have to delegate something to, um, that is often how you're then going to get to your next level of income. And I know that might sound confusing, but I promise you that it's the way things work. 
So, and also sometimes it's that that person can do things, knows how to do things, maybe even a little better than you know how to do them. So like if your whole uh, brand, right, like looks a little bit more tight and professional, you know, I'm not saying you need this to start, right? I don't want you to think that you need some like incredible graphic designer, like just to start your business. You don't. But there comes a point when you're up leveling and as you're sort of growing where your vis- your brand visuals do start to matter more. And at that point, it may be important for you to have someone who's good at that, right? So, you know, like we have to also be, be able to, to look at our business in terms of where we are in the business and then figure out if now is the right time for hiring or delegating, right? So I'm not saying you do it all at once, but you have to be able to kind of, know when is the time and then do it. Even if it feels like a little scary. I've done this so many times. I have like added investment and, 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 you know, monthly costs to my business and it's scary. You're like, what the fuck, you know? But every time I do that, something, um, shifts. I have more time to do the work I need to do that I can't outsource. Because remember, there's a certain part of what you do that like can't and should not be outsourced. So figuring out what can be outsourced and delegated to to put you in your zone of genius is important. Again, in the beginning, maybe you got to do and you you know what? You should learn certain things because you need to know how your business works. But then at some point when you realize, oh, shit, this takes me way longer than I want to be, you know, spending on this when I could be writing great content or, you know, writing an email to my email list or getting out there and being visible or talking to people, then you know. So that was number four, hiring and delegating. Okay. Okay. Number five, this is a mistake that you could be making that that is not helping you like move the needle forward in your business. And that is worrying about like automating systems, like back end stuff, tech, having a lot of like high tech things, um, you know, I'll, you know, before you need to. What I wrote on my thing was too soon. Right. So, for example, um, recently I was responding to someone's post on in a Facebook group who was not in my group, but in another group, um, who was kind of like, you know, asking about, um, about invoicing and, 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 um, you know, like sending out reminders and this and that and whatever, and all of this like automation. And she also like what, you know, made it clear that she's doesn't have a business yet, meaning she doesn't, really have any clients yet. She's just starting. She, you know, has a full-time job. She's finding it hard to find time to focus on her business, all this stuff. And then she's asking about like how to automate reminder emails that go out to people about, you know, about this and how to get all the, you know, the things in one place. And, and then I've heard other people talking about like getting their, their license, you know, not their license. They're like, um, uh, setting up a, a, um, a, 
uh, an LLC and business banking and all of these things. And again, I'm not saying that at some point we don't need or want all of those things, but if if you're doing those things too soon and you're thinking about them and and using those as an obstacle to creating clients and making money, that is going to slow you down, right? So you you don't need a lot of things in your business for quite some time, right? You need a payment processing system and you need a way to send people an invoice and you need a way to schedule people's sessions, <laughs> right? Or schedule discovery calls and, and whatever, But like if you're going to send out an agreement or a contract, which I recommend that you do, you know what? You can like have that as a saved document in a folder on your computer and then you can copy and paste it and, you know, into a Google doc that someone, you know, can sign and send it off to them. Um, You know, you can create the invoice when someone says, yes, they want to work with you. You can literally create an invoice and send it to them. So, you know, having everything automated and all these systems in place, when you get a bunch of clients and you're busy and things are happening and you have a business, yeah, you want to put those things in place. You want to maybe invest in a client management platform. I use 17 Hats, which I really love if you ever want a... um, uh, a referral code for that, um, you can let me know. Um, I really like 17 hats. Um, I use Kajabi, right? That's like a platform that you should have if you're offering paid courses or paid memberships, right? But this is not, this is an expensive website platform that you should not have unless you're using it for like paid courses and memberships, basically. So I just see people like getting all like caught up in, you know, in automated systems or getting, you know, like, um, you know, sucked into people seeing that they that, that you can like automate your DMs. What the fuck do you need to automate your DMs for? Unless like, unless you're getting like, 20 to, you know, 25 to 50 people DMing you a day. Why do you need to automate your DMs? Why do you need a robot doing your business for you? You don't. And you know what? I'm going to say you shouldn't. You should keep your business as freaking personal and customer oriented between you and the customer for as long as possible. That personal touch, that high touch approach to your business is going to serve you really well for a really long time. Okay, so automations and like systems and things that don't involve you and things that kind of, you know, run, you know, and and have all these things. If you're if you're thinking that you need those things, I'm here to tell you that you don't. If you want them, because you're starting to feel like you're busy and 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 you want to have like a client management platform where everything is in one place and you're ready to invest in that everything costs money the free shit is stuff that you have to feel like you're manually doing and you're doing it as needed and it's not all like set up but that's okay in the beginning and the 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 worrying about things too soon 
in your business is going to slow you down. Do your business and you'll figure out what you need as you go. That's the best way to actually make decisions. So let's actually go back to number one for a minute and just contemplate the possibility that some of the shit that you're overthinking, the reason you're overthinking it is because it's actually not relevant for you right now. It doesn't like pertain to you right now. And so that could be one of the things that causes overthinking is when you're thinking about things that are not like actually important for you right now. And so if you're worrying about those things or wanting to put those things in place or thinking that you need them first, then that could be really keeping you from doing the number one thing that you should be doing, which is getting out in the world and and and, and creating clients and finding people to work with you and saying yes and being like, yes, yes, yes. Do you want to work with me? Okay, yay. And then just trusting that like the minute you get a yes, you're going to be able to like, like figure out, you'll send them an agreement, you'll send them an invoice, you'll, you'll sign up for a payment processing system. You know, like these are all things that can be done as soon as you need them. They're not things that, that you need in order to have a client. You don't even need, I didn't even become an LLC until like years into my business and making like well over six figures. All right. You do need insurance, like, and that's easy. I'm just going to tell you right now because people post about it also, like alternative balance. That's the one I use. It's a great one for coaches and wellness professionals and whatever. All right. Okay. What's the sixth thing that could be like actually slowing you down and, and a mistake that you could be making in your business? It's not giving any one thing enough of a chance. It's that frantic, all over the place energy where you're like getting, you know, and I talk to some people um, who are not necessarily investing with me right now, but like they're people who I, they're kind of on my yellow brick road. I'm nurturing them. I have exchanges with them. And some of the things that I find is that when people are in the mindset of free, like when, when, when people that, that are entrepreneurs are in the mindset of trying to piece together what they think they need in, in, in the form of, you know, like support when they piece it together only with free stuff from all over the place and are constantly like looking at every different person and what they're doing and, 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 and trying things. That's the throw spaghetti at the wall thing that you've heard me talk about, right? That method. And, what that is, is not giving any one thing enough of a chance to like see how it's going, right? It's this sort of assuming that if you don't get instantaneous results from something that you should throw it away and, and do something else. And this not giving things a chance, not, not investing in like, in like a Thing and really like really giving it time and, and really working out the kinks and really figuring out your sales process, for example, and looking at all the pieces of it and analyzing, you know, everything in your yellow brick road system, your attract, your serve and your convert uh, pieces and, and just taking the time to look at what's maybe not in alignment or not going well, rather than thinking everything sucks and now I'm going to look for something different. 
right? This is a huge problem that I see business owners making. It's the not, not like digging in to a strategy, a plan, like a model, uh, whatever you want to call it, a way of doing things and giving it like long enough and, and tweaking and collecting data and having, you know, patience. And even if it's not working out the way you want it to, being curious about why instead of throwing it out the window because it's not happening fast enough or because like, you know, you didn't get the result you wanted immediately. Because I actually don't think that anything works that way. And so if you're like all over the place, constantly changing things, this also has to do with your offer, right? Like if you have an offer and then you like get three no's, this is like a really common thing. You do get people on discovery call and people say no. One of the number one things I see, I see business owners do is assume it's the offer. It's too much money. It's, you know, too long. No one wants that. No one wants that. No one will commit. No one can afford it. And and I always say, well, of course I want to look at the offer because yeah, your offer needs to be good. But when 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 your offer is good, and there's something going on in the sales process, it's really important to look for like what is the problem and not just assume that it's the offer because you're getting a bunch of people who are saying no. Because they could be a no for multiple reasons that have to do with your process, including if they're even the right fit for you, the right client. So assessing and knowing where the problem is in your yellow brick road system or in your sales process or whatever you want to call it, that is really important. And what I see a lot of people do is not give things enough of a chance and not lean in and go all in on trying something before getting frantic, piecing things together from millions of different like mentors, taking like a free this, a free that, a free challenge with all different people. And then wondering why like all this like random shit isn't like working as a cohesive business strategy. So that's a huge, huge mistake that could be slowing you down. And then the final one that I put on my list is, and it kind of like goes with the last one, not having support. Not having support, not having a mentor or a coach. And you know what? I'm not saying this because I'm not like, this isn't like now like the end result sales pitch for me. Anyone, have any coach, have any mentor. It doesn't have to be me. But this is a huge mistake that I see many, many entrepreneurs and business owners make, which is, and 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 all of the first six things that I just told you could be a largely helped. I'm not going to say solved only, but largely helped by having a coach or a mentor, by having support, by having a trusted place for you to go and ask questions, by having that trusted person to help you stop overthinking and, you know, coach you into like really making the decision you want to make. Um, having that coach or mentor tell you uh, when it's time to, or, you know, help you figure out when it's time to delegate and hire. Um, having someone, you know, like say like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, you don't need all those things. Like just do this right now, right? Um, and and also having that strategy and that planning, uh, you know, like having the person to help you do that, keeping you from overthinking, 
helping you to, you know, tune in and to trust your gut and your intuition and your instincts. Helping you with your mindset so that you don't focus and worry about things and people that don't matter. So, so many of these of, of the first six things are, are very largely helped by having a coach or a mentor or both, whatever. I consider myself a coach, mentor, teacher. I'm like the triple threat, right? I'm all three of those things. I will teach you, I will mentor you, and I will coach you. It's important to know that those three things are different. So I like to be all three. I can be all three. I'm, I'm skilled enough to do all three of those things. Um, so you need that. And if you don't, that is definitely slowing you down. It's definitely. And you know what? It's really funny. But I was talking to my husband the other day about um, about a, a, a potential client that I was in a conversation with. And um, and Christopher is a psychoanalyst. And he was saying, well, they could work with me, you know, like he was basically kind of based on what I was telling him, the person said that they needed and whatever. He kind of said, you know, that that they they could use therapy as well as coaching. And, you know, I think that that's very often true. And I actually have a friend who like whose therapist was kind of like her coach as well, like almost like her business coach for like a while. So I'm not even saying that it has to be you know, a coach, a business coach. Um, it could be a therapist, right? But being out there alone and not having support is definitely a huge mistake that holds you back and slows you down. And the number one objection to having support and coaching and mentoring that I hear is money. And so here's what I'm going to tell you. All right, this is going to be a little bit of tough love. This is the toughy lovey. The tough love is do whatever the fuck you have to do to make money out of your field to pay to have the right coach or mentor for your business and yourself. Do whatever you have to do. Wait tables, get a side job, work extra hours. But to allow the story of not being able to pay for a coach or a mentor to to not try to do something different in order to make that happen is i'm just going to say it's like it's a, it's kind of like it's a little bit of like a cop out i have never ever had a um a 9 to 5 job i've never had a corporate job. I've never had a salary. I've literally never been on salary ever, except, well, that's not true. When I was like in a Broadway show, I was on salary or like, you know, when I used to have theater gigs and I was employed for like six months or three months or whatever. But outside of that, I've always only ever been a freelance contractor, um, entrepreneur. I've literally never had a salary. And for like since I was in my 20s. So I'm going to be 55 in a couple of, in a, in a couple of months, actually like six weeks about. Right. And so I'm going to say since I was in my early twenties, right. So for 35 years, I've been figuring out how to make the money for the things that I really felt like I needed and wanted. And I, and this is the whole, this is literally the whole philosophy of my business. Passionate and prosperous the the fa- like the foundational principle is 
you can make money. (laughs) You can figure it out. You've got enough skill, talent, experience to figure it out, to figure out how to make money for the things that you really want. And so if you really want a mentor or coach and you're not making the money in your business, like your coaching business or your wellness business, then you just have to figure out how to change some shit around in your life to to either create the money or go like work a little extra. And I know I might sound like I'm being an asshole right now, but it's just what I really believe. It's just what I it's just what I think. And I don't mean to be harsh or like, you know, like I said, like a jerk, but Sometimes we need to hear these things. We need a little, we need a little bit of like a gas fire under our tushes, right? So I believe that you can make things happen. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying like, you know, there have been times in my life when I was working three jobs, you know, and still doing things that I didn't want to be doing. Like the last thing I was doing that I really, really, really wanted to stop doing was teaching private yoga lessons. I hated going, eventually, hated schlepping to people's apartments and teaching them private yoga. And I held on to that as my last vestige of like extra work that I did, like when I really was like felt like my coaching business was not, was, you know, couldn't cover everything. And that was the last thing to go. But I did it until I really felt like I could not. But I worked the extra jobs. And that was at like freaking six o'clock in the morning with this one guy. Oh, my God. Right. Um, and 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 sometimes like t- I had a client who like could only coach at, you know, she was in like Hong Kong and she could only coach at like 8 p.m. Eastern. And that was torture for me, man. But I did it, you know. And so I really do believe that like we can figure these things out for ourselves. Um, So those were the seven possible mistakes or, or, or things that you might be doing or not doing that could be slowing you down or holding you back. And if you would look at these things or, you know, if any of them apply to you, I think that you could see some needle movers if you were to address these things. So I'll just re- repeat them one last time. Number one, overthinking. Number two, thinking about people and things that don't matter. Number three, feeling like you just want to go with the flow and want everything to just be easy. Number four, not hiring or delegating, you know, when it's time to like, just like let someone else do something for you. Um, Worrying too soon about shit that you don't need yet in your, in your business, you know, like thinking that you need it in order to create clients. Number six, not giving things enough of a chance and being frantic and changing all the time, changing your offer, changing your, what you do, like changing your strategy, changing your, your, you know, your this, your that. And then number seven, not having support, not having support. And again, I'm not saying it because I'm like, so therefore you better hire me, hire someone else, but you know, hire someone in your budget or whatever, but support yourself surround yourself with what you need because we all need it. We all need it. And you've heard me say it before. I'm never without it. Never. 
So that's what I have for you today. I hope that this just like gets you thinking. Maybe it just gets you to take a step back and like look at like where in your like business and in your life and in the way that you operate, where might you tweak something? Because usually one little thing can be a really big needle mover. One shift in the way that we're operating could really create an amazing ripple effect. But it's just important that we like look at, at, at ourselves and how we're showing up in our business and the things that we're doing and be able to have that objective point of view or that ob- objective observation so that we cannot stay where we are, so that we cannot be plateaued. So that we cannot like, you know, slow things down to the point where then we think nothing's happening. Because sometimes all we have to do is change one of these things and all of a sudden it's like you open up a floodgate. Things shift. So that's what I have for you today. Um, I am sending you all the love. I believe that this is coming out, this episode toward the end of July 2023. And I am pretty sure that I have some sort of a workshop (laughs) happening this very week or next week. Because right now, Stacey Brass Russell knows that she's going to throw something on the calendar for um, the end of July, beginning of August. And we probably are already selling tickets to Passionate and Prosperous live on October 27th and 28th. That you don't want to miss. Obviously, I would love for you to come to New York City and spend two days with me and I will help you to like shift up level, you know, figure out how you want to attract clients and make sure that your offers are in alignment. Um, And um, we're also, you know, doing that virtually. But if you want to come be in the room with me, I would love for you to do that. Okay, so I'm going to let you go. I am sending you all the love and I will be with you next week for now. Signing off. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.